Hey, how's it going, Lakeland? This is Chad McLeod, one of your city commissioners. Thank you for tuning in to A View from Lakeland City Hall. It's good to be back on the podcast. It's been about a month since I've been here, and we've had many things going on, and, and it's shaping up to be a busy summer, and so I want to cover some of the most recent items and things that we have discussed as a commission. As always, I appreciate hearing from you, Lakeland residents, and feedback on the podcast. You can contact me at any time, chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. That's M-C-L-E-O-D. Chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. Occasionally, I will hear from a listener, somebody who, who says, hey, I heard the podcast and appreciate you doing this or hear my thoughts on this issue. And, and I love that. I really do. I like the feedback and uh, just getting new thoughts and ideas and the chance to connect with people over this podcast who otherwise I probably would not meet. And so if you're out there and you're listening and we've never connected, would love to hear from you. I want to talk about a couple of things that are uh, on the, the agenda coming up and just some of the recent discussions we've had. I'll start off with the Lake Miriam apartment proposal that is uh, it's coming back to us the first Monday in June, the 6th. That is on our agenda. If you remember, uh, we had a public hearing back in April, and we voted to continue. I still like the Lakeland Now description of a non-vote vote where we unanimously and decided to continue this item and allow the developer, the applicant to come back. The developer at the time said they were willing to kind of go back to the drawing board, make some changes to see if they could address some of the concerns of the neighbors and local residents. And so uh, that's what is going on uh, now. We did on Monday at our meeting this week, kind of get a, a preview of some of those changes that are being made and that the developer will outline uh, the, the meeting in June. A couple of those include reducing the height of the building to the buildings uh, in the original proposal. I believe it was two, uh, were four stories. And, and now those have been capped. All of the buildings uh, would be capped at three stories. They have added additional parking spaces. And I think there's some changes to maybe one of the sidewalks or the buffer and just some things around uh, the, the property itself and, and the applicant and city staff will go into to more detail as we get to that meeting, the public hearing on the 6th. So stay tuned for that one. I, I think it's a it's one that generated a lot of interest, a lot of passions, um, a lot of thoughts from those who live in the surrounding area, understandably. And as we as a city, as we grow, as we add residential developments, as we add multifamily and apartment homes, uh, there's some challenges around that and things that we have to work through. And so, again, I, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, I mentioned it at the last episode that our role as a commission, when we have land development and zoning cases that we take on the, the role of a quasi judicial board, meaning that we are to hear the evidence presented at the public hearing and really come into it with, with an open mind, open perspective and base our decision on what we hear, the testimony that is presented, it's a high standard. It's a little bit different from a legal standard than maybe some of the other items that that we're voting on, or maybe it's just a personal preference or something uh, that is not, doesn't rise to that level of by law, us being required to act in a judicial role. And that, that's what we are required to do. And that, that's a little bit difficult at times. I think it's hard to explain. I think it is frustrating for some people when they come to us and say, can you just commit to voting no? And I've had that conversation. Why can't you just tell me how you will vote? And, and it's really because, and I think this is something that you want in, in your commissioners is that, that we're thoughtful, that we're asking questions, that we are keeping at the forefront of these decisions, the themes of growth, of compatibility, uh, traffic, 
and uh, the, the things that, you know, come along with these types of developments and, and basing our decision on that. But it's not easy. It's not an easy role. It's probably going to be a long meeting. Uh, the, the topic of apartment homes, I wanted to comment on this because I'm, I hear more about, can you just slow this down? And there are too many, bar, too many apartments that are, are coming our way that are being developed at a very fast pace. And I think that's an understandable sentiment uh, because for a long time, when going back a number of years, there really weren't new market rate apartment homes uh, being proposed and approved by the city commission. When I came into office, even from our community and economic development staff, there was the, the thought of there's a need and a shortage of quality apartment homes in our city. And so with that, uh, I think with that shortage over the years and then accelerated population growth that we're seeing in the state of Florida has made it uh, prime conditions in the market for developers to want to build multifamily apartment homes. And uh, it, it does, you know, when, when there hasn't been this type of development activity for a long time, and then it seems as if every time we turn around, there's a new apartment complex being proposed, I understand that, that the perception of that and I think the pace of that for a lot of people, it's just it's fast. And, and so that's hard sometimes to, to absorb all of that. And then, you know, for us as the commission, we are not, um, in, in some ways, th these types of land development requests, uh, we're reactive in nature. And so these are private properties that um, developers or people who are selling their land and, and then someone wants to, to put this type of housing you know, on this land, and and developers have rights to be able to develop their properties and rights to go through the process and to request for the city uh, to make zoning changes. It doesn't mean that we always do that. Uh, there there are thresholds and and criteria that uh, you know our staff, I think, by and large, do a great job of making sure before these projects get to even the planning and zoning board, which is the stop before these come to the the full commission, to to make sure that what is being requested in the form of apartment homes that it aligns with our comprehensive plan. A, a document, as I've said before, that guides our decisions as a city. It guides us as we grow. And, and we have to make sure that that new development is consistent with the comprehensive plan. And so our city staff, they're very diligent about going through that process, asking tough questions, really making developers go back to the drawing board before these things get to us. It doesn't always mean that, that we approve everything that comes to us, but, but on a lot of these that, that are requested, again, uh, the commission, we're not sitting as a group asking necessarily for developers to, to build apartment homes. I think several <laughs> years ago, and maybe there was that thought, but it is driven by market forces. It's driven by What's happening in the housing market? What's uh, what are the needs for the population, and and what types of rents can developers get for these these projects? And so that's it's just something to keep in mind. When I see some frustration coming at the commission o over apartment homes, uh, I I'd always try to remind people that the market plays a huge role in that, and then we have to decide: do these projects fit 
in the area of the city where they're being requested. Another issue that is coming up quickly is the the road diet and the future of the lane reductions and the changes that we have been as a city and we've been testing uh, in, on South Florida Avenue. So that's downtown going to Ariana, so Lime Street down to Ariana if you're going from north to south. We will have to make a decision as a city, do we want to, to make this permanent or do we want some other design? And, and it's tricky. This is this issue on, on many levels. South Florida Avenue is a state road. Department of Transportation, they are kind of in the final process of um, getting ready to come to the city with their recommendations. Now, DOT has said, I, I don't think that they want to make a decision I, I think they have the authority to do this, but I'm not sure they want to make a decision without the support of the local commission. So they will clarify that. They're coming um, sometime over the summer. There is a, a public meeting at the RP Funding Center for people to give thoughts and feedback on the uh, the lane changes, the road diet on July 11th. So the evening of July 11th. And if you're interested, you've probably heard about this, but I encourage people to stop by and attend and, and share their thoughts. And that's a meeting that will be important to us. One thing to know is that I, five of us out of the seven, I believe, when we took office, and so I, for me, I took office at the beginning of 2020. There are others who a year or two before that. This project uh, was underway before we became commissioners and goes back to previous commissions and previous mayor. And so we sort of inherited uh, what we have today with the responsibility of deciding what do we do with it for the future? And that's tough. It's a tough position to be in. I think many of us, we understand you know, the concept behind it, the safety issues on the, the old design, the, the extremely narrow sidewalks and the proximity of anybody trying to be on the sidewalk to the road and just the, uh, the number of incidents that had happened along that stretch. And so the need for a different design. One of the things that I think we're asking for from DOT, and we really need clarity to be able to make a decision, is what are the alternatives? Going back to the way it was is probably not an option because you wouldn't build that road the way it was. You wouldn't build it that way today. And it's not up to standards. There's some, it's not ADA compliant. And so I, I don't think that's an option. So what are the alternatives. And that's a piece that as a commission, I think we need that information to be able to make a decision and then move forward. I know there are a lot of strong, again, strong opinions, kind of like the Lake Miriam apartment project on this. And and many of us as commissioners have said, we go just about anywhere and people want to talk about the road diet and share that you know they don't like it or here's my experience with it. We do occasionally hear from someone who, who supports it. Businesses along that stretch uh, that like it, even some pedestrians and, and people who say, hey, if we can think about the potential of what that roadway could become, it's hard to see that right now because there's this temporary concrete that's been poured and, and the design is not very appealing. And so I think for a lot of people, it's just hard to see how is this better? How is it at all? How is this preferred? And then uh, from, for a lot of people, there's frustration with the city. There's frustration with the commission. And so as I'm out and about, I'm trying to explain the position that we're in, that we stepped into office with this project underway. We have to at least see it through the test phase have this public input meeting, get recommendations from DOT, and then make a decision. And so we're in that right now. This is a, it's a great example of an issue where I, I do welcome people's perspective on it. Whether you drive that road every day or from time to time, what are your thoughts? Uh, feel free to, to share those with us.
You may have seen that we had a workshop to talk about ARPA funds, the, the funds that Lakeland and other governments are receiving from the American Rescue Plan from the federal government. And there's some money that uh, we had uh, allocated to different causes and not specifically to organizations. Uh, there was one allocation to the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce, but other than that, we had kept it in kind of broad categories, affordable housing, nonprofit support, small business, neighborhood programming, but we did not have specific organizations in the city that we had already said, hey, we're going to give you this, this amount, with the exception of the Chamber of Commerce. That was last year when, when we had that first meeting. Those monies have not uh, been spent. We have some time before we have to, to even decide on for sure uh, where we're going to spend that money and distribute that. And, and so what has happened since our last meeting is the federal government changed some of the criteria. They broadened the categories of, of how local governments can use this money. And now we have the ability to use some of these funds for more general operating purposes, um, whereas before we didn't, we didn't think we did. And so uh, our city staff brought this to us and just asked us to, you know, what does that mean? Does the picture change? Do we want to reconsider how we use that? There are some public safety needs that we have that are coming down the pike that um, we could consider uh, ARPA funds for, for that purpose. We had a, a pretty good discussion on, you know, what do, do we keep uh, the allocations the same? Do we make those changes? And nothing final has been decided at this point. It's something that there's just, there, there are more options for what we do with this money. It's coming from the federal government. And I think all of us, even though we had some some disagreements and discussions on, you know, do we keep the, the amount that we had allocated for affordable housing? Do we stay with the small business support, nonprofit support? Or do we look at causes like public safety, which we did not think were eligible a year ago? Uh, and we want to be the best stewards of this money as we possibly can, regardless of how my colleagues and I feel on the specifics of it. I, I know that the intent is let's use this and get the most impact where we can while we have this money available. And so we haven't, again, haven't made final decisions, but that will be something that's part of the budget discussions coming up this summer. We have um, budget workshops in July, and that really lays out uh, the needs, some of the priorities, and, and it gives us a chance as a commission to start talking about budget numbers, millage rates, property taxes. What are we doing with that? And as we get ready to uh, adopt a final budget in September, and that will be here before we know it. And, and there's a lot that, that has to happen, but those ARPA funds will be part of that discussion. It's a relatively small amount given the, the entirety of the budget, but, but it is important because it's money that it's a one-time allocation uh, and, uh, and we want to you know, make sure that we, as I said, you know, spend it as wisely as we can. You may have seen uh, at our meeting on Monday that we heard from uh, Billy Townsend, who was representing the Lake Morton Neighborhood Association on the topic of short-term rentals and asking for clarity. Does One, does, does a city commission have any regulatory authority over short-term rentals, your Airbnbs and vacation rental by owner type uh, properties? And then if we do, does our commission have an interest uh, to, to get into this? And, and our city attorney uh, kind of outlined that state law d does not give local governments a lot of authority, but, but there may be some options that we've seen other local governments try to, to try to enact, especially those that maybe live on in coastal areas or beach communities and places where they have more short-term rentals than, than we do in Lakeland. But 
I know that that is uh, increasing. I think in many communities, you have more people renting out their properties uh, on a short-term basis for a number of reasons. And um, I think there's pros and cons with that. It certainly fills a need in the marketplace. And, and you have people who have rental options and they don't have to, to go to a hotel and, and want to stay in um, a residential neighborhood or a, somewhere that's uh, just a neat part of the city. But with that, you can have um, renters who are throwing parties and, and doing things that you, you don't necessarily want in your neighborhood. And so our only step at this point uh, was to ask the city management for a, a workshop on the issue itself. And this is common. It doesn't mean we've committed to, uh, to get into the business of short-term rental regulations. I, I, I have a lot of questions. I want to hear from um neighbors and and people uh, who are affected by short-term rentals also want to hear from people who have short-term rentals in the city before we would consider doing anything. I think we're a ways from actually doing any type of regulation. We're not even sure that we're there is interest in that. Kind of going back to Mr. Townsend's original question, do, you know, what authority is there um, under the law? And then is that something we even wish to do? And so um, there, there's more to come on that. But I, I, I think it, at this point, and I told somebody this today who had asked me about it, uh, who has short-term rentals in Lakeland, I said, we're just getting more information. This issue has been brought to us by a neighborhood association. And so it's it's hard uh, on the spot to, to know everything about what's happening and, and some of the specific issues in our city. And so the next step, as it is with many issues, is, is a workshop. Does it mean that action comes out of that or that we have an interest in, in getting into these types of regulations? We'll see kind of what, what is brought back to us. So stay tuned on that. I think that's about all for this episode. I've covered some ground. Uh, I did want to mention this Saturday is the Fallen Heroes Memorial 5K that's hosted by the Lakeland Police Foundation, and that honors police officers who have lost their lives uh, in the line of duty uh, in Lakeland and and really uh, throughout the United States. And I am a runner, and I love races in Lakeland. 5Ks are they're fun, they're fast. I don't run a lot of them. I'm more of a longer distance runner, but I like this race. This is a fun one and it's a meaningful one. I will be out of town. My wife and I are out of town this weekend and I hate to miss it. I told our police chief and assistant chief uh, who put this race together that I you know, I really hate to, to miss it, um, but I encourage people to, to go out and support it. And it, it's, it starts um, right by the, the YMCA on Cleveland Heights. Uh, and it's just a good run. So wanted to mention that. As always, thank you for tuning into this podcast. Again, any questions, comments, contact me at chad.mcleod at lakelandgov.net. Thank you, Lakeland, for the privilege of serving as one of your commissioners. I'll see you back again here soon.